sent his son. They called him Jesus. He came to love, heal and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. Because he lives, I confess tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future, and life is worth. to Christ Church. Whether you are in the building or whether you're online, you're very welcome to join us this morning. Eleanor should have been leading, but unfortunately she's poorly. So at the last minute, she asked me if I would step in. So the things that we're doing today are Eleanor's order of service. I'm just doing what she asked us to do. So we welcome you all in the name of Jesus. We have Ursula preaching this morning, and the title is Live as Children of the Light. 
And so we, before we're going to begin, before we're going to start, we're going to pray. Let's just have a moment now. Father, we thank you for Eleanor and all that she means to us and all she does in Christchurch and in other places. And we pray your blessing and your healing on her now. And we come, Father God, in this time to worship you. We've come from so many different backgrounds with many different things on our minds. But we've come for one reason we all have in common. We want to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So we ask that you graciously come and move among us, that you would be with us and you would enjoy the worship and the word, whether we're just thinking it, saying it or singing it. And we pray in Jesus' name that you would be lifted high today in this place. For we ask it in your precious name. Amen. So we're going to stand together and we're going to stay some verses from Psalm 118. So please stand. And we say together, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. God is the Lord, and he has given us light. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Amen. We're going to sing together. And it's a, a YouTube song that um, Eleanor has chosen. And it's, it is, yeah, it's for children, but it's got a good message in it. So. We haven't got any sound, have we?
Eleanor chooses. She likes to think out of the box, and that's lovely. Day, um, John, um, you have a notice, yes. Just very quickly, just to remind you that Jenny Rouch's funeral is I on Tuesday 1st of August at 1 o'clock in church. I think that's Tuesday week now. I'm losing track of time. Um, but the funeral is here in, uh, at 1 o'clock. The committal in the, in the creme, which is family, um, only, is at 2, following which the family will come back and there will be refreshments available in the hall. And we are hoping that we may be able to organise tea and coffee for those who want to stay for that while they're waiting for the family to return. What Mandy, their daughter, Jenny's daughter, has asked is we try and get a rough idea of how many people might like to stay. This is not a commitment, but if you'd like to, if you think you would be able to stay for the refreshments, could you just stick your hand up for a moment? Three. Keep your hand up just for a tick, folks. Sorry, I'm a bit slow at the moment. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, thanks very much. Okay, do pray for that service. Thank you, John. Now we're going to have some liturgy. It'll come up on the screen, and um, please join in in the dark time. Shine on us, Lord like the sun that lights up the day. Chase away the dark and all shadows of sin. May we wake eager to hear your word as day follows night. May we be bathed in your glory. And our confession. After I've paused, we'll say together, and I will then say, we say together, and join in the response, Father, we have sinned, forgive us. So I will say, let's say together, Father, we have sinned, forgive us. It'll come up on the screen. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sin, to be an advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us confess our sin in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all. Father, we are sorry for the many times we've left you 
and chosen to satisfy our own selfish desires. For the times we have hurt members of our families by refusing to do our share of the family tasks. And we say together, Father, we have sinned, forgive us. For the times when we were unkind and impatient with those who needed our time and concern. And we say together, Father, we have sinned, forgive us. For the times where we, too, we were too weak to stand up for what was right and allowed others to suffer because of our cowardice. We say together, Father, we have sinned, forgive us. For times when we refused to forgive others. And we say together, Father, we have sinned, forgive us. God tells us that as far as the east is from the west, that far has he removed our sins for us. We are forgiven people. Hallelujah. Now, Ellen has got here that we need a child to bring up the collection plate. Go splendid. And now we're going to stand and sing our hymn. All people that on earth do dwell, lift up your voice with, lift up our hearts. I can't remember the rest. <laughs> sing to the Lord with cheerful heart.
Thank you. Oh, I'm going to have to ask you to stand again. <laughs> because we're going to have, uh, before the children leave, we're going to have the creed. So if you would please stand and we'll say the creed together. After which the children will go into their uh, classes. And so we say together, we believe in one God, the Father, in Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, all that is seen and unseen. We believe in the one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, whom the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets, we believe in the Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The children are going to be leaving us now, um, and we will pray for them before they go. Father, we thank you for this new generation that is growing up in our midst and we pray lord for ian and anybody else that's helping that you would give them wisdom that they would be able to explain to the children what the love of jesus has on offer for each one of them and so father we pray your blessing on them now as they leave in jesus name amen if you would like to sit for the reading and if any children would like to go out uh, Ian standing at the back of the church and um, we'll have them back in later yeah Joan thank you I was just struck by the words of that hymn, his truth at all times firmly stood, as shall from age to age endure. And here we have God's word being read. Um, Ephesians 5, uh, chapter 1, uh, sorry, verse 1 to 20. If you want to read it in the Bible, it's page 1176. Follow God's example, therefore, 
as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk or coarse joking which are out of place but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure or greedy person, such a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore do not be partners with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Jane. Ursula. <clears throat> Let's pray for Ursula as she brings God's word to us. Father, the scripture tells us that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And we pray now that you would shine your light on this word that you have given Ursula, that we would indeed be able to go out from here as people of the light, walking in your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Libby. It's nice to see people a little bit closer. For those of you who are visitors, we've had some very uncomfortable chairs for the front, front few rows over recent months, and nobody would sit in them. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Have you ever been in total darkness? Remember the boys trapped underground a few years ago by flood water, deep inside a cave system in Thailand? And how we as the world watching 
seem to hold our collective breath while rescuers brought them one by one out from darkness to light. They'd rationed the light from a mobile phone for a few minutes each day whilst they waited for rescue. And most of us, I suspect, cannot even begin to imagine what it was like to sit in total darkness for days on end with just a few glimpses of light every day. But here is the analogy with our passage from Ephesians. As one writer put it, now imagine a community of people who are born into such a situation, into darkness, and they live in those circumstances all their lives. Suddenly, someone from the outside world comes in and tries to describe light and the ability to see things. There is no comprehension. They are led by the hand to the entrance of the cave to where there is light. And at first, curious, they approach the light on the outside. But when they at last reach the outside world and the sun is shining brightly, it's too much. Their eyes hurt. It's an unknown world and to them perhaps even a fearful one. A few stay and learn of this new world, but most quickly return to their cave and the darkness to which they are comfortable and accustomed. This is the situation Paul describes in Ephesians 5 as he reflects on the difference between the Christian and non-Christian. Ephesus at that time was a port city, it's not now. It was a hub for many different cultures, for different beliefs, as well as licentiousness, bawdiness, brothels. And if you've ever walked down the high street at Ephesus, you'll see that it was all mixed up together. But isn't that like most of our cities and towns and villages today? Okay, we might not have obvious brothels on our streets, but we certainly have immorality. We've only got to go down to Shrewsbury late at night at the weekend and see the drinking culture that there is. And these new believers in Ephesus were being drawn back into their old ways. They were failing to live fully in the light of the Gospels and of Christ. And Paul's message to them and us is, be imitators of God as beloved children. Children learn by imitation, don't they? They watch, they copy, they learn the way from their parents and teachers and others around them. Don't imitate what you see around you, Paul says. Rather, imitate God. You who were dead are made alive. You moved from that world of darkness into a kingdom of light when you were saved by grace. So no longer embrace the culture of darkness. In verse 6 he warns us, if someone exhibits the characteristics of the world and not those of Christ, then they are not of Christ 
regardless of what they say. And we should not be deceived. We used to be like them, but now we are different. And in verse 8, he describes the change. For we were formerly darkness, but now we are light in the Lord, and therefore walk as children of light. We didn't just live in darkness, verse 8 tells us, but we were darkness. This is who we were in God's sight. But now we are light. Before we believed, we were dead in trespass and sin. Our minds were darkened. Romans tells us that our hearts were darkened and our deeds were those of darkness. And throughout scripture, darkness is used to describe the opposite of God, a metaphor for evil, which often desires to conceal itself. In Ephesians 6, Paul describes demonic power as world forces of this darkness. And in 2 Corinthians 6, Paul contrasts the light of righteousness with the darkness of lawlessness. And 1 John reminds us that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. Jesus came to be a great light to those sitting in darkness. Jesus came to transfer us from the domain of darkness to his kingdom. He called us out of darkness and into his marvellous light, Peter tells us. A warning, though, for any who try to have a foot in both camps. Psalm 135 says, Those who make idols will become like them, as do all who trust in them. As I thought about that verse, I asked myself, Have I, or have we, made idols of anything? The warning is clear, isn't it? Do we shun darkness? This is what the passage asks of us. Or do we dabble our toes in it, secretly enjoying some of those forbidden things that Paul lists here in this passage from Ephesians? Hebrews tells us that through the Holy Spirit, we as Christians are partakers of the heavenly calling, partakers of Christ, partakers of the Holy Spirit. But in this passage from Ephesians, it's a partnership rather than partakers which Paul has in mind. To fail to imitate our Father makes us partners with the sons of disobedience who practice the unfruitful works of darkness. Christians, we, must have no fellowship with such thing or with those who practice them, Ephesians warns. So, Turn away from darkness and fully embrace the light of God is Paul's call to us in our passage today. And what is clear is that we need to confess, repent, turn away where we have strayed into darkness, knowing 100% that God will forgive us and receive us. I like the name that the early Christians had followers of the way. For me, this describes the journey we take through life, through earthly death, 
and then on into eternity in God's presence. Our journey on the way is not by any means meant to be joyless. In Acts, we read that people were attracted to the newly birthed religion. And we wouldn't be very good witnesses, would we, if we lived our lives in sackcloth and ashes. But what is asked of us is that we measure our hobbies, our interests, our work, our lives in the light of scripture and avoid anything that has even a hint of darkness. True Christians are now light in the Lord and we are to walk as children of light. What does this mean practically? Verse 9 tells us, For the fruit of light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Walking in the light means walking in goodness, righteousness and truth. I like the reminder our young people often quoted a few years ago. Do you remember they used to have bangles and bracelets with it on? What would Jesus do? It's a simple way of discerning between darkness and light, perhaps. But it's a useful question to ask ourselves when we're unsure or tempted. Goodness, one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit listed in Galatians, is defined in one dictionary as the quality of moral excellence. Through it, we bring glory to our Lord by letting our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. Righteousness is the fruit of being a child of the light. It's an extension of the righteousness that's given to us in Christ at salvation. We are justified by God's grace and clothed with his righteousness. We are righteous before God through Christ. how we live in the present, how we seek to live our daily lives for God, affects our relationships with humanity. If what we do is right before God in our dealings with other people, then this brings glory to God. And in this way, Ephesians could be said to be a practical guide to righteousness. The third fruit listed is truth. Goodness reflects our relationship with others. Righteousness, our relationship with God. And truth reflects our relationship with ourselves. It indicates our moral integrity. I've already said that that which is evil is associated with darkness. It wants to remain hidden. Well, that which is good and righteous wants to be exposed. We have nothing to fear of being exposed in the light of God. Do we live in darkness sometimes? Lying, deceiving, being hypocritical in an effort to make others think we're something we're not. Children of light are called to be honest, upright, reliable and trustworthy to live lives of truth. I'm reminded of what Jesus says in Matthew 7, 
that we would know who are true and who are false by their fruits. The fruits of the children of light are goodness, righteousness and truth. This is what pleases our Lord. Awake, sleeper, is God's call to those lost to the darkness of sin. The Holy Spirit brings conviction of sin and then arise from the dead is the call of the Holy Spirit to new life. Those dead in trespass and sin are made alive in Jesus Christ. Those who leave darkness behind may with assurance cry, I have arisen from the dead because Christ will give them light. God has radically changed us, hasn't he? We are now light in Jesus Christ. And as that song by the Muppets told us, we should let that light shine to all those around. We need to proclaim God's grace in word and deed and attitude to all those we come across. That those seeking the light may find it too and be changed. I read recently that Tolkien and C.S. Lewis wrote their epic masterpieces, The Lord of the Rings and Narnia stories, as a response to the hopelessness and darkness they saw around them in a world shattered by war. They wanted to bring a message of hope that ultimately good triumphs over evil. In the Gospels of Christ and Scripture, we have a true masterpiece writing inspired by the Holy Spirit, and surely a true message of hope and light for today's world. But many will not read the book, but instead will read us. They will look to see how we, as travellers on the way, behave, how we conduct ourselves. Are we that prophetic voice that so many need to hear? The question, of course, is, are we light, living beacons of God's light to those around us, bringing Christ's hope to our families and our community? Amen. Thank you, Ursula. Let's just sit quietly for a moment and reflect on what Ursula's been talking about. God of light and purity, we pray that you would shine your light, your laser beam, into the dark recesses of our very being. That you would show us areas that we didn't even know ourselves we had not submitted to you. And over the next few days and weeks, Father, we pray that we would have the courage to come before you and say, shine your light in my life.
that I may be a child of light where there is no darkness at all. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to have our prayers of intercession now. And um, Eleanor wants us to think about money matters because they're a great concern in so many people's lives. And so once again, we're going to have a time at the end of each section where we have a pause and I will say, and we say together, Lord, in your mercy, heal our world. So let's pray together. First, we pray for our world. Prince of Peace, we cry to you for an end to fighting. Where sanctions restrict movements of vital supplies, and where shattered communities need to stay, need sustained help, guide all leaders and other decision makers with your wisdom. And we bring to you those in positions of power and influence, who seek dishonest gain by causing misery to others. May they be brought to justice and repentance. And we say together, Lord, in your mercy, heal our world. And now for our country, gracious God. Life is unpredictable and any one of us could encounter financial hardship. We bring to you people who are in serious debt and we pray for their rescue and restoration. Thank you for all organisations that offer help. And we pray for all who are suffering the knock-on effects of poverty or feeling hopeless or disillusioned. We say together, Lord, in your mercy, heal our world. And finally, for ourselves. Generous God, your eternal kingdom is founded on principles of wise, wise stewardship, justice and mercy. Help us to repent of any sense of entitlement to your many gifts. May we share, save and spend what we have in a ways that Jesus taught. All gifts come from you and we thank you. Please deliver us from using our possessions and money only for ourselves. Strengthen our willingness to be generous and lead us with your wisdom to the causes and people you want us to support.
Together we say, Lord, in your mercy, hear our world. Amen. And now we've come to the time when we pass the peace. If you would rather not pass the peace, then please remain seated and we will respect that. So let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body we are called to peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us offer one another the sign of peace. going to use Eucharistic Prayer 1, which is the one which has the responses, the triad of responses. <coughs> holy, 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 Amen, Amen, Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. 
holy. Holy. I say it, you say it. We all shout it out together. Should we do it again? Holy. Holy. It is always right to give you thanks, God our Creator. Loving and faithful, holy and strong, you made us and the whole universe and you made us and the whole universe and filled your world with love. Holy. 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 You sent your son to live among us. Jesus, our Saviour, Mary's child. He suffered on the cross. He died to save us from our sins. He rose again in glory from the dead. Holy. 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 You sent your spirit to bring new life to the world and to clothe us with power from our and so we join with the angels to celebrate and sing. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Father, on the night before he died, Jesus shared a meal with his friends. He took the bread, thanked you, he broke it, gave it to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body given for you. Do this to remember me. And after the meal, Jesus took the cup of wine. He thanked you and gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood, the new promise of God's unfailing love. Do this to remember me. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Father, as we bring this bread and wine and remember his death and resurrection, send your Holy Spirit that we who share these gifts may be fed by Christ's body and his blood. Amen. 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 Pour your Spirit that we may love one another, work for the healing of the earth, and share the good news of Jesus as we wait for his coming in glory. Amen. 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 For honour and praise belong to you, Father, with Jesus your Son and the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. 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 As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith 
receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ which he gave for you and his blood which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. The stewards will guide you forward. If you would prefer non-alcoholic wine, please go to this table here. Um, and that includes, uh, if any children would like wine, please go to the non-alcoholic table. And we have gluten-free wafers available for those who would prefer them.
the body of Christ keep you in eternal life. And the blood of Christ keep you in eternal life. Before we say our prayer after communion, <clears throat> let's remember before God those of our fellowship who can't be with us this morning. <clears throat> and so, Father, we remember before you today those who can't be with us because of frailty or illness or because they're in residential care. We particularly remember Eleanor, who would have been here today. And we remember David Rouch, newly in a nursing home. And we remember the Rouch family. And so, Father, for all those who we name in our hearts before you, we ask for your peace and your presence to be with them this week, that they will know your blessing on their lives. And we ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. And we say our um, prayer after communion together. And I think, yes, Father of all, so we say together, Father of all, we give you thanks and praise that when we were still far off, you trust in your Son and brought us home. Dying and living, he declared your love, gave us grace, and opened the gates of glory. We read who share Christ's body, live his risen life, and we who drink his cup bring life to us. With you, the Spirit lights with light to the world. Keep us firm in the hope you have set before us, so we and all your children shall be free, and the whole earth live to praise your name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you, Ursula. Uh, Ian, can we have the children and see what they've been doing, please? Have we got a mic for Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Ian. What we did in Children's Club today was we looked at the Ten Commandments, and we wondered if 
God was to suddenly appear now and give us a redo the Ten Commandments, would they still be the same, or would they still be, or would they just be a little bit, a little bit different? So we had a chat on that, and we decided that some of the commandments, like "We shall not kill my younger or elder <laughs> brother or sister," should be included. But things like "If your neighbour's got a nice cow, should you really want to to take it back?" We 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 weren't sure on that. So we then discussed about what new commandments God would have, and we came up with quite a few of them. Uh, it was things like uh, God created uh, the flowers and the trees, and he would like us to water them every day. He would like us to have a chat with him every day by just praying at night. Uh, we would give our parents a bit of a break every day by reading for, by reading a couple of pages. And the children then chose the commandments which they thought they would like to do and implement uh, over the holidays. We then sort of concluded by reminding the children that just like many, many years ago, if the children did what God told them, they would be rewarded by an ice cream and a trip to the park. <laughs> but if they didn't do it, they would be punished by having to eat broccoli every day. <laughs> Now then, before, are we on? Right. Before we close the service and sing our last hymn, we have a really exciting thing happening this week. Aidan and Ellie are going to get married on Saturday. So, if the bride and groom would like to walking down an aisle and come forward and I want us to do a, a typical Christchurch huddle around them so if you want to pray for Ellie and, and Aidan in their new life together then do come and join me on the dais they didn't know this was going to happen <laughs> of course I wouldn't warn you <laughs> You might have said, no, we don't want it. <laughs> Lord Jesus, we thank you for this couple and we ask you to pour your blessing on them as they become one flesh, as they become one together in your sight next Saturday. Lord, will you bless that service, Lord? May you be glorified in it, but most of all, Lord, will you give them your love for each other in their hearts? May you give them persistence, patience, long-suffering, and an enormous... <laughs> you can tell I've been married a few years. <laughs> enormous love for each other. And may you be glorified in their marriage. And we, know, we ask it in your name. Amen. And thank you, Lord, that a threefold cord is not easily broken. And we just commit them to you and their future ahead and their calling together now once they've tied that knot next week. And, Lord, we are thrilled. We thank you for all they've been to us and will be to us. But 
we together bless you from the house of God. Amen. And Father, we thank you for the gift of marriage. We thank you for the preparations that they've been through already. And we ask that you would keep them in your peace this week. Lord, all sorts of things can happen in the run-up to the day and on the day and after the day. So we ask God for that real blessing of peace between themselves and, Lord, for those around them that are helping for this event to happen and be present there. We ask for your grace and peace and favour in abundance, Lord. And, Lord, thank you for the service that's going to happen in Holy Trinity Bellevue. And we ask for your presence in that place and that they would both know it. They would so know you with them in that ceremony and into the days ahead. They would just know you even more than they know you already. Thank you that you are Emmanuel, God with us and God with them, every step of every day for the rest of their lives, for your glory. Amen. And so, Father, we thank you for the gift of marriage. We thank you for the love that they have one for another. And we ask you to protect it. That next Saturday would be the day of their dreams, when they can enjoy each other's company, but enjoy you as well, along with family and friends. So, Father, we commit them into your safekeeping. And we say thank you that they are with us part of our fellowship and family here and we send them out now father on this new adventure in the power of the spirit amen, amen. just a reminder that next week's services nine o'clock will be said at communion and uh, the 10 o'clock service will be an ordinary 10 o'clock service. If you are able, do stay for tea and coffee afterwards and uh, have a word with any of us. So now we're going to sing our final hymn, You Are the Word of God Incarnate. You, you are the Word of God the Father. Well, there they go. <laughs>
don't know whether Ellen is watching online, but thank you, Eleanor, for asking me to lead. If you could see the people that are in church this morning, it has been lovely to be with you. And now a blessing before we go. Keep strife without, keep peace within. Keep fear without, keep hope within. Keep pride without, keep trust within. Keep harm without, keep good within. May we walk in your hope of your kingdom. Fill us with your light and love. And we say together, be with us all through this day, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So go in love and peace to serve the Lord. In the name of Christ, amen.